men and women are foregoing the 9 till 5 jobs introduced during the industrial age as they embrace new technologies within the digital revolution. And these two chaps are here to help. Welcome to the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the show about mindfulness and entrepreneurship in the digital economy. With your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Powerful Nonsense is back in your ears. Hello. Wayne and Jem here. Yeah. I'm Wayne. I'm Jem. Just in case you're new. Welcome, new people. Welcome to Powerful Nonsense. Yup. It's mainly nonsense. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Yeah. Just putting that warning out there before yeah. you start committing your ears to the next 20, 30 minutes. What we're about to say may not make much sense at all, but if it does, it might be powerful. There could be glimmers of powerfulness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, by the way, I'm just, um, this is kind of, probably shouldn't be an on-air conversation, mm-hmm. but have you seen Pat Flynn's uh, keynote thing that he's uploaded? He's uploaded his whole key- opening keynote for no. uh, New Media Expert. Oh. Oh, well, that kind of, well, he does He does a little short film of him in, like, the, oh, yeah, the DeLorean. Oh, yeah, 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 I know that. Have yeah, you seen yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if ever we get to a level where we're doing, like, an opening keynote for New Media Expert or anything like that, I want to fly in on a Millennium Falcon. Cool. And as we said, the episode may be full of nonsense, but it gives you no <laughs> gives you no new knowledge and It was something I was gonna say earlier, but I completely forgot and it's just popped into my head, so I thought Cool, well, we've got um the episode to record. Oh oh yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> Hi <laughs> Hi, welcome to Powerful Nonsense. Um no, today today we got a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. I mean we say that every day. Every day? Well, Every to week. be honest, we would only put out episodes that we think are useful, oh, right. I'm pretty sure. Exactly, exactly. But this one I think this is one that we've been <laughs> can't get my words out that we've been meaning to do for a while. Yeah, I no. love I love the book. Yes. And what is the book? The book is Purple Cow by Seth Godin. It is. It is. It is. Um, so we're gonna kind of break down the kind of concept of Purple Cow, why it's important, and uh, how you can implement it into your biz slash niz. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was going for, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> your biz. But, but I do think news. like um, this book in particular, Purple Cow, is like when people talk about entrepreneurship and you kind of start. Mm-hmm. Everyone gives out the list of books that you should check out or read. I think this is one of those books that is sort of like a must-have. Mm-hmm. It's like you gotta have this in the the arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as a self-confessed not big book reader, mm-hmm. um, this is actually on my Audible list. Yeah. To be honest, it's a books. really small book, but it's just packed. Yeah, it's with... only about two hours long on Audible. Yeah, and it's about, I don't know, 60, 70 pages or something. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's bloody good. Mm-hmm. It's bloody good. Um, so, yes, it is on Audible. So hop on over. <laughs> Audibletrial.com forward slash nonsense. You can get a freebie. So check out Purple Cow. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the kind of premise of, of Purple Cow is that basically um, nowadays the the riskiest thing that you can do is is to play it safe. Whether that's in product creation or even, I think even just sort of general relationships slash networking or anything is just you don't want to blend into the into the crowd. In fact, the story he uses to open up Purple Cow is I think he said he was in Switzerland. I have good some reason I've got Switzerland in my <laughs> we'll, head. We'll go with Switzerland. Probably. So let's say he was in Switzerland and he was driving through the countryside, uh, picturesque countryside with his family. And they were looking out the car and they were like, oh, look how beautiful it is. Look at all those cows. And then after about 10 minutes, they stopped paying attention no, to any of the minutes, cows. No, even 10 minutes, yeah, just looked away from all the cows. Yeah. Yeah. And the cows stopped becoming interesting because there were just so many of them. And 
after so many miles of seeing cows, you kind of get bored of them. But, he says, if one of those cows had been purple, then it really would have grabbed your attention. And I think it's a really, really good analogy mm-hmm. for kind of how things have, have kind of transformed now, particularly in, in, in business. And I think um, one of the points you made there is like nowadays... Um, we, as you say everyone goes through the same structure of the same system like we mm-hmm. say through education to university and so now there's more of these plain cows in a way that all look the mm-hmm. same with the same skill sets and so it's, it's, it's like he says it's even more important it's so valuable to now to be able to stand out from the rest if you're coming out of uni with the same degree as everyone else done the same coursework mm-hmm. done the same projects then literally you're all the same you're that same one cow so it's so important now to how you can kind of um manoeuvre yourself in a way to kind of stand out from the rest and it's not just that as well it's not just the fact that we've got the same skill set it's a combination of that it's almost like this this perfect storm for for making things difficult (laughs) it's everybody's got pretty much the same skill set because they've all gone through pretty much the same education system and also the fact that every single individual on this planet certainly in western civilization anyway is marketing to everyone that they can speak to Mm -hmm. whether that's just trying to get more followers on twitter or actually trying to sell people things um and so you've got all of these essentially skills-based clones trying to say to everybody, look, I'm the best, mm-hmm. pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. Um, when you've got millions of people that are all essentially, I mean, not not trying to sound like, uh, like uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, um, in terms of like disregarding people and people's unique qualities, but everybody's the same. Mm-hmm. We're all like trying to push the same shit all the time. <laughs> Um, and, and, and so it's like how, how on earth can you stand out from the crowd with, with that scenario going on yeah no definitely I think, I think one thing I've really noticed with especially the younger generation now we kind of see through that so if something's not like you say like people can't have a meal out unless they want to take a picture of it and if you don't take a picture of that meal mm-hmm. then it hasn't stood out enough and I think especially nowadays it seems that a lot of young people go in pursuit of these purple cows and it seems mm. to be yeah it's kind of like it markets itself like I went um, I went on this theatre experience the other day and it was like instead of just sitting down in a chair watching a show a theatre show it's actually immersive so you kind of walk through the different sets right. and you're kind of part of the theatre show and you're, and you're not allowed to take pictures in there and mm-hmm. there's all these things sort of set up to make it such a purple cow that it's so abnormal that everyone wants to kind of go and do it and everyone's talking about it and I mentioned that I was going and someone ran over to me and was like oh my god you're going to see that show uh-huh. I've heard how great it is and it kind of it's like um, secret cinema yeah exactly prime example um, if you don't know what secret cinema is is basically you're going to watch a film except um, certainly from the, at the start anyway it's kind of changed a little bit as it's become a bit more commercial except you don't know what film you're going to see uh, there's this whole build up about a month in advance where they send you like emails being like right, top secret but you need to come dressed in mm-hmm. this sort of style which will give you a clue as to what film it is you mm-hmm. turn up to the location a secret location um, and then you get on a coach and they take you to another secret location uh, you still don't know what film you're going to see and then you turn up at this this lot this warehouse that they've changed into one of the sets of the film to give you a clue as to what film it is but you still don't know which film it is until you sit down and watch the film and it's this uh-huh. whole day event that's a major purple cow and now that that company is worth loads Mm -hmm. uh, because just like with this immersive theatre experience you were talking about it just stands out from the crowd Mm -hmm. and um, that's that's really the key to I think to to making money at the moment 
is just really as you say pe- young people are now looking forward looking for these purple cows and it's um seth godin says it in, in the book like consumers now have got so much of what they need mm-hmm. that that it's very hard to sell to somebody you know a bar of soap for example because we've already got our soap Mm-hmm. Like we we've know got hundreds or more thousands of options of bars or soap. Like what makes your soap different? And I think that's right. why like Imperial Leather actually put the little gold sticker on it, didn't they? Uh-huh. Is because actually this is the first bit of soap with a little gold label on it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. of its time, it was the Purple Cow. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whereas now I'd say the Purple Cow of soap is probably Lush. Lush. Yeah. Lush exactly. Is a brand. Because now it's got all this storyline behind it, uh-huh. which is how it's organic or whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. all natural. And and... Got these crazy bath bombs, which all the girls are raving about. Hey, I do like a bath bomb every now and then. Are you a, are you a bath bomb kind of guy? <laughs> Sometimes a girlfriend treats me to <laughs> a bath bomb. <laughs> They're kind of crazy though. They smell really good. I've never, they... I've never been in the present. I've seen my ex girlfriend used to put videos on online all the time for dropping bath bombs into. Oh yeah, into baths and literally on Snapchat, you just you just see. Boop. That's what I mean. Your your so your soap's actually whizzing around your bath. You've got to take a, you've got to take a picture of it <laughs> and change your bath into crazy colours. <laughs> it's not just any bath. No, I've got a bright fluorescent turquoise bath, yeah. and then you smell like a rose for the rest of the month. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's a prime example again of a of a purple cow because it's different mm-hmm. and it, again it stands out. It makes you go, oh wow, that's really cool. Your your bath water's now turquoise. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> but that's that's what I mean. I think a lot of it is is in I mean like you say, if there's so many options, you either have to be one extreme or the other and it kind of goes back to that episode we put about like the fuck it mentality and it's mm-hmm. kinda of like you have to be on the edges of everything that's available or he talks about kind of mishmashing ideas together so like you say if you're somebody who's come out of university and you've got a i don't know you've got uh, a degree in media or something what's the other spectrum of that that will kind of make you stand out so if you're a media person but then you're really interested Mm -hmm. in um, circus in the circus Mm -hmm. suddenly you've got these two differences to come together and then that makes you unique now because there's not someone else who films while he's on a I don't know right. on a on a unicycle. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like you had to find how you either cross things together, put stick two things together. Like who decided to do theater experience? But at the end of the theater experience was a bar. So you go right. through the theater, have your show. You're part of the show, and at the end there's a bar, and it's like a music DJ. And you're like, someone decided wow. to mix a theater experience with a DJ with a with a night out. So it's uh-huh. kind of like it's very it's, it's all these sort of things are happening. And even another one I was just thinking of, you know, the whole I don't even heard about it, like the. Um, the blind restaurant experience no where basically you can go out eat a meal out and uh-huh. basically you I mean it's all blind people who are the wait- waiters and waitresses right. and you eat your meal in pitch black darkness huh. and it's kind of like every, people that's what I mean it's remarkable to the point that I speak about and tell someone like, oh that's an interesting idea and a bit, yeah. but a lot of people have done it and said it's really awkward it's not yeah. it's not as I cool can't as ima- it sounds I can't imagine it is a great experience that's what, but, 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 but then people like that fact that they can say well I've been to that and right. they can tell other people and like oh my god are you out in the dark oh my god what was that like and oh, I think it's really great that they're giving blind people the opportunity to have that uh-huh. sort of and it's all that sort of stuff and it, although it's quite expensive but it's, again it's one of those things that especially like the younger generation seem to like that mm-hmm. little bonus thing that comes with eating a meal like you can't just eat a meal out it's got to be a certain type of meal or you've got to be on a I don't know you've got to have like the yo sushi where the actual conveyor uh-huh. belts going around people just don't want a table and chair anymore <laughs> they want I don't know something else flying carpet I think yeah <laughs> <laughs> huh, there's a business in that somewhere <laughs> um, but yeah so so one of one of Seth Godin's kind of key things 
um, is that we should not be putting quite so much emphasis these days on, on marketing and actually more on on innovating um, because as I've said everybody's marketing like and we and we are so sick as consumers of seeing blatant marketing mm-hmm. like blatant blatant like you see an advert now I was saying to this someone who was running a business the other day like if you flick through Swi- through Twitter <laughs> through Twitter um, and you see someone plug their services or whatever you just go mm, advert you don't pay attention yeah, yeah you're automatically just go advert it's like highlighted to you that is an advert so. yeah <laughs> so so now we don't want to see adverts we're sick of adverts so you have to be innovative either in your marketing pursuits or indeed in your product development and I think that's really really key these days because every market is saturated now mm-hmm. because we've got so much of what we need unless you're coming up with a brand new market which is risky or you know if, if not if you're going into an already existing market you really need to change that market significantly mm-hmm. and if you look at a lot of successful brands that's why they're successful because they've done something really different well, it's funny because in the, the Seth Godin talk that he does, the TED talk that we'll share, he kind of speaks about Apple. He said most people have to kind of pay TV companies to put their adverts out and hope that someone gets in front of it. And he goes, Apple are the only com- company in the world where their adverts last two hours and people come to watch them. And he's mm-hmm. like, he's got a massive so point true. there. It's because not the product's so great or people have such a a sort of affiliation with knowing that these guys are the innovators these are the guys that kind of set where the future is and so it's kind of like people want to come and see mm-hmm. and it's the same That's... with me like I follow a, um, a burger place Honest Burger in London and I'm like I'm on their newsletter and I love seeing like the burger of the month and I'm mm-hmm. just like I think I don't know why I just love uh-huh. burgers but it's even that in itself is kind of new like wow you just see this it's just a picture of a burger this is the new burger in store and every month I want to try out the new flavour uh-huh. so it's, it's like that as well it's like it's not in that sense, like you say, he's a marketer. At the end of the day, he writes about marketing. But what he's saying is like the product has to be so good in itself that it is the market, and the product right. draws people. And people are intrigued by Apple products. Mm-hmm. I love burgers, and I'm intrigued by what new burger is going to turn up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And well, I'm exactly the same with Apple. Like mm-hmm. you, everybody knows how much of an Apple fanboy I am by now. And and he's totally right. I watch these two-hour commercials for these products, and the reason I watch them is because I'm like, I want to see what the next innovation is. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, if if there's no big innovation, I'm like, that was a rubbish Apple event. I was really disappointed because mm-hmm. they've not come out with anything crazy and new that nobody else has thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they do, my God, I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> at the end of the day, like, would you go and sit there and watch a, like an advert, a television advert for like the new Volvo for two hours? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but there's someone out there who maybe loves Volvos enough, and maybe mm-hmm. that they would listen to that. So yeah. Um, so. I think we need to talk about why, how you can kind of create a purple cow. Mm-hmm. Or be the purple cow. Um, or be the purple cow. And there are several several things, uh, which I've taken these from Michael Hyatt, um, and his, I think it's his platform book, mm-hmm. um, Get Noticed in a Noisy World, which is kind of what, what Seth Godin is saying. And he talks about creating a wow experience, which... Um, if you're going to create a purple cow type product, basically you're aiming for the, the wow effect. Um, and there's about, I think it's about 10 different different things. So maybe we'll just touch on them lightly. So, yeah, touch on the, yeah, yeah. We won't go into too much. Some of them are fairly self explanatory. Uh, the first one is surprise. Um, in that it exceeds the expectations that you that you have. So surprise, you're eating in the dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to a restaurant. 
but you're eating in the dark. Yeah. So that makes you go, huh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Same with the cinema. You go to see a film, but you don't know what film it is, mm-hmm. and you're paying like 50 quid to go see it. Uh-huh. Um, that's, that's another important point, though. Imagine all these sort of new experiences that are put on that are the purple cows. People can charge a lot more for them because of the fact they're a purple cow, mm-hmm. because they're not just a standard burger. You're happy to pay a little bit more, and that's what I think people need to be aware of. Like, if you are a purple cow and whatever in your field in the service you do or the product you create, mm-hmm. you can charge higher because of that purple cow experience behind yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the next one is anticipation. I think again, Secret Cinema's perfect example of this. You book your tickets like a month in advance. You don't know what film it's going to be, and there's this whole build-up of okay. Uh, we're going to tell you this week that mm-hmm. when you get there, you need to be dressed in this style or whatever. Apple, another prime example. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows every June they release their soft, they release information about their software update. Mm-hmm. Every September, October time, they release the new phone and the new iPad and, and whatever. So and there's this always build up of what they're going to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, bands are the same new albums mm-hmm. it's a constant thing it's that constant what's the next thing that's coming and that's why obviously social media is so effective nowadays you can kind of drip 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 mm-hmm. before you kind of give the big surprise out mm-hmm. definitely um, now this next one's interesting which is which is resonance um, in that it should whatever you're creating should affect people on a deep level um, whether that's causing goosebumps making people cry um, uh-huh. and it's just that that just taking things to the next level in emotional response mm-hmm. um, got any sort of examples you can kind of give of that the one that's cropping into my head at the moment actually is the again Star Wars gig uh, the new Star Wars trailer mm-hmm. there's been many reports of people kind of shedding a few tears at the end of that Star Wars trailer mm-hmm. um because the I don't know if you've seen it, but the last the last line being uh, Chewie, we're home, and you see Chewbacca and Han Solo on the Millennium Falcon, which we've not seen new footage of that for thirty years, mm-hmm. um, and obviously Harrison Ford's a lot older now. But but the fact that because people were so disenfranchised with the prequels, and then the whole Chewie, we're home thing is kind mm-hmm. of it's to the to the major Star Wars fan, it is it's like yes, we're home now. Um, and so people have been affected on a deep level because what the trailer's saying is what the fans are feeling and the trailer's saying you know you're in good hands we're gonna this is what the fans want we've we've got this sorted mm-hmm. and the fans are going yeah you have you really have <laughs> but that's that's a really great point because for me it goes straight over my head but uh-huh. for somebody who's already deeply ingrained in the brand and the philosophy behind it, all the stories uh, storytelling like you say so that's that's another important thing about Purple Cow it's not it's understanding who are your followers mm-hmm. and, and putting like you say, emphasis playing for them, putting a lot of emphasis on them, and forget the rest. Because it's this, it's like the curve. He says it's the bell curve. Who are you like focusing on that bell curve mm-hmm. to get that sort of effect? But yeah, you really got to understand who your customers are at that point yeah. and what they want, so you know how to affect them on a much deeper level. Definitely, definitely. Uh, the next one um, is transcendence, um, which is kind of similar to to resonance, but it's slightly different. Um, transcendence being um, that it's an experience of, of, of purpose and, and meaning um, so the Apple commercials it's about innovation mm-hmm. as you say um, well it's deeper in that level they play on the fact that the kind of person you are with that product as well it's a deeper yes. level so you are someone who thinks outside of the box you are someone who's creative who kind of doesn't want to go against the kind of a windows systemized mm-hmm. da, 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 it's kind of that's it's, the it's, yeah, it's philosophy beyond, behind beyond the, brand. the product itself isn't uh-huh. it it's, it's kind of that next level it's what the yeah what the, when you wear the Versace shirt it's the, the same what it says to the public mm-hmm. rather than 
Yeah, definitely. Um, Then there's uh, clarity, um, which is that kind of moment where you kind of feel enlightened. It's that enlightenment moment of, of, oh, I get it now, of Mm -hmm. whatever that might be. Um, I'm trying to think of an example of that. I think a lot of um, I think one thing I always go back to food because I love food but there's a lot of um, places nowadays I'm, I'm just seeing it from clarity not so much the point you made after but in terms of clarity it's just knowing what you're getting so like places that only specialise in ribs or places that only specialise in burgers and so you mm. kind of are really clear on what you're getting and they do that one thing really bloody well uh-huh. which you get a lot of these takeaways now that do yeah, every true. single kind of takeaway in one shop and you're like but which one do you do really bloody good Yeah. and so I think sometimes maybe clarity could also reply to that and just saying this is what we do and this is how good we bloody do it like Honest Burger yeah like it's Honest Burger example. yeah, yeah. Uh, which if you haven't checked out Honest Burger you really need to Oh god, I love honest. I'm burger. really, I'm really hungry, and I really want an honest burger right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next one I, is one that I, I really get, which is uh, presence, and it's that that kind of being fully present in what's going on at that moment. Um, for me, entertainment is a prime example. Theatre being one of them. Um, you're you're there, and you're every part of your brain is focused on on what's going on. Like I know when I've seen a really good film when I've not analysed it at all Mm -hmm. being an actor obviously I do Um, but if if I've come out of that film and I've not if I didn't have a moment going why did they make that decision Mm -hmm. I know it's a good film because I've just been fully immersed and Mm -hmm. fully present in what's going on Um, same sort of effect when you go to like a music gig that you just mm -hmm. love and you're not you don't have your phone out recording the whole thing you're actually just in the moment the crowd you feel like connected with everybody Mm -hmm. I guess that's the sort of same feeling yeah uh, the next one is universality, which is that um, everyone can appreciate it in some way. Um, I, I need to stress as well, you don't necessarily, when you're creating a, a WoW product, need to have all of these on the same level. There could just be little elements of each. Yeah, because this sounds like if you had all those things, I think you'd leave your customer on the floor flo- yeah. foaming in, in bliss. <laughs> <laughs> gone to Nirvana. Yeah, you just uh, said gone to heaven, this. <laughs> Whatever, pro, you can do all of these in one go. I think yeah. you've won at life. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that idea that, that it can be appreciated by everyone. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in the same way, but, but there's mm-hmm. something for everyone. Uh, again, bringing it up. But I think that's why Star Wars has become such a big phenomenon for people, mm-hmm. because the original, well, the original film is based off the monomyth of you know the hero's journey and all that sort of stuff. And that's just human mankind. We connect with that. They know that works for us. So right, exactly. If so you can't really get away from it, it's going right. to have an effect on you. Exactly, and something for everyone in that story. Uh-huh. And so and so, and that's why that works, and that's why it's done so well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's my example for that one. This one is a really good point. I think this is probably one, one of the, of the strongest one and one that a lot of people can really play on now, especially in sort of like the digital economy. Mm-hmm. Evangelism, mm-hmm. which is the idea that it has to be shared. This is the idea that you, you create such a strong following. It might only be of 10 people, but mm-hmm. then those 10 people go, this is so amazing, I've got to tell everyone about mm-hmm. it. Um, and so those 10 people go and tell another 10 people and then before long you've got 100 people that are like oh my god this is amazing then that 100 people go and tell another 10 people each you've got 1000 people Uh and you're like oh my god this is amazing Um, and it just grows and grows and grows I I do like that evangelism is is like a nicer way of saying sort of like cult mentality fat boy (laughs) exactly (laughs) but I think a good example of this especially in the fitness world would be something like CrossFit 
and it's kind of people who really engulf that is their lifestyle that is their actual mm-hmm. identity and again you can kind of question whether like, you can go in and out whether that's a good thing but I think a brand that can do that it's like Nike now it's kind of like you're wearing mm-hmm. the Nike it's the just do it kind of mentality it's mm-hmm. kind of that's someone who wears white Nike that's their philosophy and I think yeah, nowadays I think especially like all social media and, and, and the way we're all connected, you can really get people oh, who are yeah. really evangelised on, yeah. on, on your actual um, brand or whatever you create. Yeah, what if you just think about anything that goes viral? That's the reason it goes viral. People go, yes, this, this, what they're saying in this video, this. Uh-huh. Everybody needs to see this. Yeah. Um, and then, and that's that. particularly now, as you say, with the internet and things like Twitter and stuff, like that is, if you can nail evangelism, then you're really onto a, a good winning streak. Plus, it kind of goes back to when we say about the thousand true fans as well. If you've got people who, who love your brand, they're the ones who actually just don't question. Whenever, like Seth Godin, if you bring out, if he puts out a book, most of his actual followers will end up buying it mm-hmm. eventually over time, and he kind of knows that. Yeah. Are you going to be the first in, or are you going to be the last? But he knows eventually you'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, the next one's longevity, um, is being the idea that no matter how many times you experience whatever the experience is you'll never get tired of it burger <laughs> <laughs> it's like me with Domino's pizza Uh-oh. actually no I do get tired of Domino's pizza after I've eaten two two one <laughs> two after the Tuesday. other oh, okay. <laughs> then I am sick of as, pizza as a sandwich for about, for about a week <laughs> 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 but then yeah. I come back yeah but that's, that's important to obviously build into your product again as well or your service that people kind of want to come back and they can keep experience whether it's you as a person as a as a brand in yourself or the actual product itself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final one and this is this is totally one that Apple have nailed mm-hmm. this is totally their like MO which is uh, <laughs> privilege the idea that um, if you are one of the people that gets to experience whatever it is that you're experiencing, that, that you're somehow in some sort of elite group mm-hmm. um, of people. Um, and, and Apple, particularly on Steve Jobs' return, mm-hmm. um, really managed to promote Apple products as a luxury product. Mm-hmm. And so if you've got an Apple product, you must be therefore hip and fashionable. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, everybody should kind of notice the fact that you've got an Apple product. Um mm-hmm. And I think that's because then it creates this almost tribal uh, mentality. Yeah, of, like oh, I'm, one, your, I'm one of them. Put your shield up in the air. Put yeah. your Apple Watch up in the air yeah. and rise together. We've all. Oh, got I will be putting my Apple Watch up in the air when I've got it. I'll be going, <laughs> look, guys. Oh god, but yeah, I think that's good as well. And I think, <laughs> and that goes back to the secret cinema as well. Like it comes and goes, and it's mm. kind of were you privileged enough to get a ticket? This is like a limited offer. Mm-hmm. It's kind of did you make it or the pop up shop? And that's why people love those sort of come and go experiences. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so a combination of all of those. So yeah, uh, just build those into your product. Yeah. You'll be fine. Right, that's <laughs> it. Now that's the final episode of Powerful Nonsense because we've given you all the advice you'll ever need. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, just kind of try and incorporate as much of that into what you're creating and you'll you'll put yourself in good stead for creating a, a purple cow. Um, but also, yeah, I think, like, I mean, we obviously talked about products there, but you there's things you can obviously apply to yourself in certain senses, oh, like definitely. the way you come across and, and how when people see you. I don't know whether, I mean, people do give well, it. Like, whenever I walk into a room, I'm always like, surprise! And that's why he's got no friends. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not my friend? <laughs> but, um... <laughs> 
anyway. Oh, just don't answer that question. Just dodge it. Oh, well, just, that's awkward. Just going <laughs> to be moving on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, one of the, the key things, um, which Michael Hyatt says this and, and uh, Seth Godin says it as well, is just if you can exceed current expectations of the market, yeah, then you're really on to a winner, and it goes back to what exactly what we said at the beginning with like Lush and Secret Cinema and Honest Burger and all that sort of stuff. Is they're doing something that just is a, just a step up from what people are expecting, or, or indeed a step down if you're going to eat in a mm-hmm. pitch black room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it it changes things significantly, so that so that again, it, you you take someone out for dinner, you go right, we're going for dinner. The last thing they're going to expect is that they're going to be eating in a pitch black room. Mm-hmm. And and suddenly you go, wow, that's a really interesting But at work the next day, you know they're going to be telling everybody about it. Right, so. exactly. And like they say, there's no um, no traffic on the extra miles. So all these companies that go that extra mile, uh-huh. the competition is a lot less, whereas if you're kind of playing in those waters... And again, goes back to that book I always mentioned, like, average is over. Like, it, nowadays, like, it, like, the main point we made, it's so risky to kind of just stay in that comfortable area... Mm-hmm so risky and that's why people get replaced or get kicked out of work and and, and again you go back to um, Nassim Taleb being anti-fragile and that's the idea that you're kind of constantly in a state of change and flux and kind of moving around as well so that you're you're constantly growing and not just kind of I don't know waiting until maybe your skills are outsourced or your skills are redundant in a way yeah well that's that's kind of interesting actually it kind of segues into the next point I was going to make which is um, every time you create one of these experiences it makes it harder to create the next sort of wow experience, mm-hmm. the purple cow experience, because the threshold's gone up. Because now expectations have changed. Uh-huh. Because if one person can do it, then surely everybody else can do it. And then mm-hmm. everybody else does try and replicate that successful thing. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you've got a new market. Um, and then suddenly it's like, okay, well, that's now the norm over mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So how can we now innovate on that? to take it to the next level mm-hmm. to change your expectations again and I think that's that's basically it like I think that's what the digital economy has allowed now people can talk about stuff and show what their expectations are where they just used to have to take whatever the monopolies or the big companies used to give them mm-hmm. now you have a say and these small companies start taking off because they start using organic meat mm-hmm. or British fed meat or whatever kind of like you say their little purple cow thing that they do and then people adopt it so it's constantly like a yeah, like what you said there, it's like a regrowth. So each 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 product's getting better, and the service is getting higher quality. But then to step out and to step up each time gets harder and harder. Mm-hmm. So that's another sort of challenge that's faced as well. Yeah. If time. everyone starts acting like purple cows, then you're going to have to be. Well, there's no point being a purple cow anymore because now you've got purple cows. But, but, so so now we need a blue cow or exactly. something like that. Bowerly is just sort of saying you got to kind of constantly be slightly ahead of the curve in mm-hmm. a way. Definitely. Um. Do you want to make this last point here, Joe? What is the last point? This biggest machine in the factory point. Could you read it out and then we can I'll just take it from what you've read? Okay, fine. Okay. Uh, so the point is uh, that Remarkable isn't always about changing the biggest machine in your factory. It can be the way that you answer the phone, launch a new brand, or price a revision to your software. Getting in the habit of doing the unsafe thing every time you have the opportunity to is the best way to see what's working and what's not. Yeah, well, I think what I liked about this point is it's kind of saying that you don't always have to, like, put the bells and whistles. Sometimes it is, like like a lot of companies say, like, if you call up your telephone company and literally in the first ring you're speaking to an operator, that is actually, like, a purple cow kind of way of doing things. It doesn't seem glamorous or amazing, but actually it's out... Like you say, what you said before, it's out of the person's expectations. And I think 
when you know that there, there's something common, like everyone expects this to happen when they go do X, mm-hmm. if you can just change that, that expectation that the phone actually gets picked up when I call, suddenly that is a purple carry action. So mm-hmm. I don't think... Like you say, it's not always about, I don't know, when we used to say when you do networking events, don't put on like a big hat hoping that everyone sees you. Mm -hmm. It's kind of maybe when that person greets you, um, maybe it's just the way you come across. Maybe you just give them a hug and say, Mm -hmm. oh, it's really nice to meet you. Like that's something that's a little bit different and it shows your warmth. And so I think you just got to look for the ways that you can just sort of like yeah blow people's expectations initially Mm -hmm. but not in a way that's kind of like, well, like if it's... Yeah, it doesn't have to be world changing. Uh Uh-huh. Um, it just needs to be slightly different mm-hmm. just to grab people's attention a little bit. Yeah, and I think what's great about that is you can, instead, like before, especially for people if you're kind of like with degrees or coming out of university or a student, you've got, I think nowadays, those little passions, those little quirks you have about yourself can actually be pulled in now, mm-hmm. whereas before you'd kind of keep them to yourself and kind of want to... Oh, now you need to kind of... Play wear it, it yeah. like a badge yeah wear your quirks as a badge in a way and show like well yeah I really love this but I'm actually into this as well and they're mm-hmm. like wow what you're into that as well and I didn't know and then I think that's what's really important as well because yeah. I think you'll really be able to find your your tribe which is another book by Seth Godin <laughs> nicely done <laughs> uh, so again to go back to what we said at the beginning really if nowadays the riskiest thing that you can possibly do is to play it safe you've got to differentiate yourself from everybody else that's on the market um, and, and if you do that at least people are going to remember you whether for right or wrong reasons they're not going to forget you mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's that's really what's key right that's your weekly dose of powerful nonsense done yep I hope you enjoyed it yes me too if you didn't well I don't want to know <laughs> <laughs> of course you enjoyed it of course you did well, you um, listen this far, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you got this far, presumably you did. <laughs> and congratulations. Yeah, well done. Woo! <laughs> um, so, um, obviously we've talked quite a lot about Seth Godin this episode and mentioned quite a few of his books. If you want to have a listen, if you, if you like me, you're not a big reader, but you, you've listened to plenty of stuff, then you can download his audiobooks from Audible and you can have a free trial which gives you a free book from audibletrial.com forward slash nonsense um, we'd love you to hit us up on Twitter as well get a conversation going yeah head on over to twitter.com forward slash en underscore podcast or if you're already on Twitter just go get en underscore podcast you'll find us hit follow send us a tweet we love you lot <laughs> and finally we need some reviews from you guys. We do like reviews and we need some more. It helps us out. It helps us get out to more people. Pushes up, up the rankings in iTunes where we kind of hover around. And it makes people realise that actually, despite what I said at the start of the episode, this isn't all just nonsense. It's yeah. powerful. Hey! There you go. You've got a review. He's even giving you the review. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I want that. It's not just nonsense. It's powerful. <laughs> Five stars. Thanks. <laughs> We'll set it up, we'll put it in the phone for you, we'll come around, we'll arrange it. <laughs> all, you, all you need to do is just give us your Apple ID and just lock us in and we'll, we'll do it for we'll you. We'll take it from there. <laughs> so, um, get working on those purple cows, but not everyone, because actually there'll be too many purple cows, then we'll need blue cows and green cows, but make different colour cows. Of yourself. If you like. <laughs> so until next time, I'm Wayne Ingram. And I'm Jem Yildiz. Catch you later. See you later.